Almost 25 years ago, I read a book by an American Christian writer, Charles Swindle. It was called Living on the Ragged Edge, and it was based on the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes. I don't remember much about it, I have to be honest, but what I do remember changed the way I looked at my entire life, and I believe to be a key truth in the Christian life. Swindle's take on the thesis of meaninglessness that Ecclesiastes is was simple, yet utterly profound. As the wise teacher of Ecclesiastes investigates every aspect of human life and proclaims it all to be vanity or meaningless, depending on your translation, there is a twist in the tale, right at the tale. Only the last words of Ecclesiastes do we get to make sense of the other chapters. Swindle concluded, indeed, that there was nothing new under the sun. But if we looked above the sun, all became clear. This horizontal life makes no sense without a vertical connection to God. The momentary is vanity, unless it somehow relates to the eternal. Jesus took up this key concept in his Sermon on the Mount. Don't waste your time storing up clutter and stuff here. It's momentary. It won't last. Invest your lives in things that do last. You see, more than the horizontal is going on. Begin to see from God's eternal perspective and put your efforts in to those things. Treasure in heaven. Paul takes it up too in the second letter to the church in Corinth. We don't put our trust or our hope or lay our lives out for things that we see, but for the unseen. Because the things we see are temporary, the things that are unseen are eternal. From Swindle's comment on Ecclesiastes, I learned that we need to keep one eye on forever if our everyday lives are going to have any significance. Let me tell you a few stories that bring out the meaning of this key to the Christian life. Yesterday has thrown up new heroes. Ulster are in the European Cup final once again. Today's papers are full of the big names. Ruan Pinar, Stephen Ferris, Andrew Trimble, Rory Best, just for starters. But wait. We won the European Cup in 1999. How many of that team could we name this morning? All in big, bold, back-page headlines in 99. But who remember? Humphreys? Longwell, and the fullback that scored all the points, forgotten, just as our reading in Ecclesiastes suggested. Now, I don't know much about sporting success, as you know. I've been a Manchester City fan for 43 years, and it's 44 years since we won the league. I have been a Hibernian fan for even longer, and it's 110 years since they won the Scottish Cup. Now, the next two weeks could change that, not that I'm conditioned conditioned by any means to believe, but the truth is anyway that sporting success 
is momentary. I can remember winning soccer cups or golf tournaments. There was a huge exuberant emotional exaltation. And then anticlimax. With sporting success, you cannot stick yourself into the moment. The moment opens up and the feeling runs out and away down some drain called time. The moment passes so fast that many sportsmen and sportswomen keep saying, oh, the moment passed me by. I am, of course, not saying that we shouldn't be playing sport or being sports fans with Monday night ahead of me, but Ecclesiastes tells us that these are momentary things that will be forgotten. The tabloid headline makers will be less important than the unknown ordinary men and women who gave their lives to humbly serve God that Norman and Caroline were singing about. Another story. I know you find it hard to believe, but in my youth there were one or two girls. Not at the same time, but there were one or two girls. And I remember one girl in particular. Her mother just thought it was a great idea that her daughter would bring home a Presbyterian ministry student. She told the neighbors, she told the family, she got the Sunday lunch ready. And then I appeared. There was long hair, there was five-day growth, there were ripped jeans. That didn't help, but then when the conversation came around and I said, well, I don't really care where God sends me. If it's outer Mongolia, that would be great. If it's Cork and Ahada, the very furthest outposts of Presbyterianism, that would be great too. But not for this mother. She wanted her daughter safe and sound on the Malone Road. Thank you very much. Ironically, I did spend a good bit of time in Ahada in my days as the Presbyterian Church's Youth Development Officer in the Republic. But now I live in Maryville Park, off the Malone Road. And the angels snigger. Parents, can I beg you to put eternal ambitions above the materialist and the momentary? As my friend, the Reverend David Montgomery, once said to me, Steve, if we did a Saturday morning to tell them how to get 11 A stars in their GCSEs, you would fill the church. But if we had a morning to tell them how to follow Jesus, they wouldn't give up the orchestra or the rugby for something like that. Parents, forget the momentary and invest your children's life in the eternal. One final story. I remember as the young, naive assistant minister in First Antrim when a dear friend, Glenda Martin, had gone into hospital and got the worst news we could imagine. She was told she had three months to live at 25 years of age. I can remember the journey to the Royal. I can remember where I parked my car. I can remember my legs so heavy as I tried to get to the ward. I can remember turning the corner and seeing Glenda and reaching out the flowers that the youth group had sent up for her. And she shouted immediately, Nurse, more flowers for you. And I said, what, Glenda? And she said, oh, she's getting married next Saturday. If I die before that, she's getting all my flowers. And I sat down as this courageous woman showed me that she'd got the key to life. She said, my husband and I did weep and pray last night. It's bad news, Steve, but if God is glorified in my healing, so be it. 
But if God is glorified in my dying, so be it too. And then she said, Steve, 70 years when we're going to spend eternity together. What is 70 years? Right? Glenda did outlive her three months. And in the few years that God gave her, she glorified God in every ward, surgery, doctor's office, or wherever she went. She certainly blessed me and so many other people in First Antrim and beyond. She had one eye on forever, and it saved her from getting stuck in a moment. This morning, some of us are stuck in moments, moments of grief, moments of depression, stuck in moments of addiction, moments of marriage breakdown, stuck in moments of relationship tension. There are others around our world that Elma's been praying about who are stuck in moments of injustice, poverty, oppression. Or what about our own little unique Northern Ireland? Sometimes we get stuck, don't we? If only we would look across the wide arc of history, never mind eternity, we in Northern Ireland would realize that borders change. And as the Bible goes on and on about, rulers fall and princes are brought to naught. When we get stuck in our moment, when we get hemmed in by the horizontal of our history, we can become blinded to the vertical perspective and are escaped to shalom. Paul's look at this horizontal vertical relationship in 2 Corinthians 4 is one of pastoral hopefulness. When we catch this biblical key and get ourselves with one eye on forever, then our other eye begins to see things differently here on earth. Jesus connected the vertical and the horizontal, the momentary and the eternal. When he was born in backwards Bethlehem, in an angel-filled night, the eternal God humbled himself to be obedient to minutes and hours of time and space. Jesus went on to strengthen that connection when in his death he ripped apart the curtain in the temple, separating God and humanity, enabling mortal humans the possibility of engaging with an immortal God. When he burst out of the resurrection tomb, time and eternity, the moment and forever, blurred into one. So it's that time on a Sunday morning when the preacher interrogates the soul of the congregation. What's this morning's questions? Well, what are we investing our lives in? Fleeting moments or that which lasts? Are we stuck in moments? For those who follow Jesus, we are connected into a story. We become part of a rich tradition that goes back thousands of years. And we also get the chance to to see the story that's ahead of us, full of hopefulness of that day when God's kingdom will come in all its fullness. When with one eye, if we look at that kingdom as laid out in the New Testament, when we see that kingdom, it doesn't urge us to sit back and wait for its coming. It inspires us with hopefulness to change our perspective in the here and now. Whatever moments we find ourselves stuck in. So let's keep one eye on forever and realize that everything, even Premier League titles, And European Cups are vanity 
if we don't connect our horizontal life to the vertical. Let us hear Jesus as he calls us to store up treasure in eternity. Let us hear Paul as he asks us to fix our eyes not on what is seen, because what is seen is temporary, but on what is unseen, because what is unseen lasts forever. May God lead us in to such truth. Amen. I'm going to ask us to stand. I'm going to pray for us. And then I'm going to do the benediction. And then we will sing our final song. Let's stand for prayer and benediction. Lord, when our lives are hit by tragedy and we cannot find reason or meaning, when we are caught in the seeming meaninglessness of time, Lord, give us an eye on forever. Lord, when we build our ambitions on wealth and we work for a bigger house and the status it brings with the comfort and security of what money can buy, Lord, give us an eye on forever. When we are drawn like moths to the bright lights and sell our souls for 15 minutes of fame that will be forgotten 15 minutes later, Lord, give us an eye on forever. Lord, when we waken tomorrow morning and have to make choices of what to do with our time and our money and our gifts and our energies, Lord, give us an eye on forever. And now we pray that God will give us faith to believe this truth and the right to ask why. Give us joy in life's fulfillment and the right to cry. God, give us the strength to carry one another and the right to wilt. God, give us your grace towards holiness and the right to confess our guilt. Father, show us a bigger picture. Jesus, play us an eternal song. Spirit, put us on a road that's deeper and straighter and longer than the one we're on. Amen.